Hey, man, is that the Garage Rock Show podcast? Yeah, man. Well, turn it up, man. This is the Garage Rock Show podcast. To those of you already supporting the show with a monthly subscription, thank you. If you're not already a supporter and you'd like to help make this show possible, please tap the link in this episode's description or visit anchor.fm slash the Garage Rock Show to become a monthly supporter. And make sure to check us out online at thegaragerockshow.com and give us a follow on Facebook at facebook.com slash thegaragerockshow. Now on to this week's episode. It's Friday. It's time for another episode of the Garage Rock Show podcast. Chris here with our special guest this week. Aaron, what's going on, man? Not much. What's happening? Glad to have you back. George, likewise. Good to see you, man. You too, brother. And Charles, what's going on? Prison. Prison? <laughs> Prison? All right, well. Fair enough. First, first phrase, the first word. This is the first, first word that, that comes to your mind. For whatever reason. Yeah. I don't know why. I hear you. Uh, all right. That's where uh, I'm going tonight. <laughs> we got giveaways again lined up for you. All you got to do is text the word podcast, P-O-D-C-A-S-T, to 68683 for your choice of either David Bowie, uh, Glastonbury Live 2000 Remastered CD, Best of the Doors Remastered CD, Pink Floyd, The Early Years DVD CD Combo, or Long Strange Trip Untold Story of the Grateful Dead Blu-ray. Just text the word podcast to 68683. Uh, all right, coming up. Those, uh, are, those are all great. Those are all freaking right? awesome. Yeah, they're yeah. all they're all pretty good releases. We right. got them sent to the station, and we want to hook up people that want uh, want them. So, text to win. Um, I'd pick the Doors one. Yeah, which one would you pick, George? If you had to choose between those four, if I forced you, I held a knife to your throat. I said, <laughs> pick, pick one, motherfucker. Uh, you better fucking pick. Yeah, one. I like the Doors too. Out of out of those, best of the Doors remastered out of those, uh, options. All right, Charles. Uh, mine would George. have to be uh, the Pink Floyd, the early closer, years. Closer. Pink Floyd, the early years. Yeah. DVD CD combo. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a it's a good one. Uh, we got to watch it sometime. Yeah. It's, it's really cool. It's got a, a lot of um, Pink Floyd's uh, early shit that they never released. It was right before Dark Side of the Moon, and it was like right after they did the orchestral stuff, and so oh, it was nice. like pretty cool experimental. It's a lot of TV footage and yeah. stuff from them. Uh, anyway, awesome, awesome. Couple new albums out uh, this week from KG Elephant, Social Cues. Uh, they're going to be. Uh, they actually have a track with Beck on there. Uh, it's kind of oh. an interesting, kind of cool album. Uh, Diane Coffee, Drug Dealer, played them on the Garage before, as well as Fat White Family. Those are some pretty <laughs> solid releases. Those guys are funny, man. That Fat White Family. Fat White Family. They're they're like kind of a punk band uh, alternative group. They're pretty cool. Did um, you know there's a there's a rock group of uh, midgets? That uh, I'm sorry, little people uh, <laughs> that all dress up. Each one dresses up like a different Arnold Schwarzenegger character, and then uh, they. I think I've seen. Some yeah, of that. and they're they, they're a metal band that does Metallica covers, <laughs> and they're called like Commando or something like that. Uh, there's yeah. a uh, little I thought, Commando. I thought, besides I the uh, little people thing, there's a group called Arno Core that is they all dress like Arnold from Predator, and they play like. Anthemic like punk rock type of stuff with the lyrics. Is that the same <laughs> No, but it's yeah, it's like stuff like that. Is that and little like, people? No, it's it's full grown regular uh, people. And I'll have to pull up something to play it for you. It's ridiculous. People are full grown, Chris. <laughs> There's a true. place that does measure wrestling in uh, Jamestown. True. My bad. In Jamestown, that's wow, very really? close to us. Oh wow. It, it would be in Jamestown now that I think about it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Sun O Sad Planets, the OJ's. Wow, the OJ's. What? Oh wow! The fuck, seriously, That's interesting. The, the original band, the last word, final LP, huh? Uh, oh, that's weird. Uh, so, in uh, a group called One, I think that's a metal band. Pretty cool. Uh, all right, rock news this week. IRS, if you think your taxes are bad, uh, IRS seeking eight hundred thousand dollars in unpaid taxes from the estate of Scott Weiland. Mm. 
check this out. Um, so he's been hit with a huge tax lien. Apparently, he did not pay his federal income tax from 2012 to 2014. No. The lien lists his ex-wife, Mary Wyland, as his representative. He owes nearly $819,000 in unpaid wow. back taxes. That's no, crazy. I mean, crazy, isn't that man. shitty when something happens is bad enough, you know, we lose an artist like that and all of that, but then the fucking IRS comes to clean up and, yeah. hey, well, he owed some money from a couple years ago. And two, just two years. So they're coming out yeah. for his ex-wife. Yeah, 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 yeah absolutely. Uh, so she That's filed court documents stating that his estate had a value of $1.6 million with an average annual royalties income of $265,000 a year. Mary and Scott's widow, Jamie Wyland, have clashed publicly. Uh, they've been arguing over the estate, so... Hmm. Um, you know, I don't know how it's going to play out in court. It's just tied up in court, I guess, right now. But that's a little, well, uh, you know, nearly you know, a million million dollars. Happy Gilmore's grandma. Uh, oh, right, great example. Oh, yeah, she owed about three hundred thousand. All all you need to do is get out there and play and hustle the golf golf ranges. You know, that's it. Get a sponsorship from Subway. Yes, and. You mm-hmm. can get your grandma's house back. <laughs> so Shooter McGavin will not piss on the ashes. Yeah. My fingers hurt. <laughs> well, now your back's going to hurt because you just pulled landscaping, dude. <laughs> oh, uh, yeah. Good oh, shit. yeah. Right? My yeah. fingers. I remember that. My fingers hurt. I love yeah. that. <laughs> well, now your back's going to hurt. Can I get a glass of warm milk? <laughs> I'll give you a glass of shut the hell up. You will go to sleep or I will put you to sleep. <laughs> You're in my world now, Grandma. That's probably the way those nursing homes sadly are, man. Probably. I mean, probably. We always hear horror stories from that shit, right? Like, probably. Fuck. All right. Check this out. This is an interesting but funny story worth mentioning. Former Aussie guitarist disputes the snorting ant story from the dirt. So... The Dirt, the Motley Crue uh, biopic that came out on Netflix, right? There's a scene where supposedly Nikki Six and Ozzy, they were on tour with Motley Crue together back in the 80s. And uh, Ozzy asked the crew for, fo- uh, for cocaine. Nikki Six hands over a straw. And Ozzy supposedly kneels on the ground and snorts up a line of crawling ants. That was the urban legend, right? Huh. And Nikki Six has said this is true. Tommy Lee said it was true that Ozzy was just a crazy motherfucker, you know? But the uh, guitarist Jake E. Lee, who was in Ozzy's band at the time and was there, he has disputed the truth of this incident portrayed in this movie. He says something totally different. Uh, So here's the deal. Lee played guitar for Osborne 1984 tour. He says, quote, I was there. I never saw ants. I was right there. He snorted a little spider. There was not a a trail of, of effing ants there. Tommy says it, Nikki says it, Ozzy says it. They were fucked up. I was there. I, I was not. I don't care what the other guy says. There was no ants. The rest of the scene, here's the deal. The rest of the scene in the movie features Ozzy urinating on the ground and licking it up, uh. challenging Nikki Six mm. to do the same, but when Nikki Six starts relieving himself, Ozzy kneels down and laps it up first. Oh, As for that part of the story, Lee confirmed, <laughs> oh, that was true. <laughs> Ooh, okay, so here's my question. Like, and Ozzy was nuts, dude. Back like, then. They were all nuts. Yeah, why would you be like, why? That's that's so crazy. It's like essentially being like, no, no, no. Listen, listen, listen. Ozzy didn't eat the head off of a dove. He ate the head off of a crow. It's like it's still split, the same thing. He still snorted a bug. 
and he still licked that urine, which is even worse, yeah. right? Who cares if it was a spider or a trail of ants? Yeah. He's fucking lap, lapping up Nikki Six's piss on the fucking ground, oh, you know? Oh, man. You know, lapping up Nikki Six's piss on the ground is probably one of their <laughs> songs. From... <laughs> <laughs> that was an EP. That was a Japan- <laughs> Japanese EP that came out. Not too many people know about that one. Lapping up Nikki Six's piss from the ground. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, I like how fuck. you made it an EP. <laughs> right? See you caught you that. There? You caught that. Oh, yeah. Thank you, George. Yeah. <laughs> I try. I try. Uh, that was funny. Uh, all right. Over the weekend, Coachella, it was pretty lame for the most part, honestly. But Weezer actually put on a really good set. I don't know if you guys caught any of the live stream. Did any of you guys watch it? It was free over the weekend on YouTube. Kind of any of you guys watch it, Aaron? No. Yeah. Uh, no, Charles. No, no I from you, busy, George. Busy weekend. Um, yeah, it was. They're gonna rebroadcast it this weekend again. Uh, cool. It's gonna be well live again. I guess it's gonna be. It's two weekends in a row, so they'll they'll do it again. If you go to Coachella's YouTube uh, after the podcast and check it out, they'll be streaming stuff all weekend. But Weezer brought out Kurt Smith and Roland Orzabel Orzabal from Tears for Fears, and they performed a couple tracks uh, together. And one of them. That was kind of weird. Was TLC's Chili joined them for the version of No Scrubs? Wow! Yeah, it was actually a pretty cool set. They played a lot of covers, and uh, it was their first time playing the festival in over 14 years. They played Coachella back when it was one of the first incarnations, like in like 2000. What it, what what would that be like? 2000. Oh man, five. Yeah, 2005. Yeah. So, and Coachella's only been around, I think, since 2001, 2002. So they were one of the first ones to play. So anyway, it was the first time they played in quite some time, and it was a good set. Oh, so. they did say any so. Awesome. Yeah, they did a lot of originals, too. It was basically just the greatest hits. They did My Name is Jonas and uh, some really cool ones that I was surprised to hear. So cool stuff. Anyway, uh, Metallica guitarist Kirk Hammond has a ton of material ready for their next album, apparently. Here's the deal, though, I wanted to mention. I don't know if you guys remember. Kirk Hammond did not contribute any material to the last album uh, from Metallica because he lost his phone that contained hundreds of song ideas. He said it was devastating for him to start at zero again, adding, quote, by the time I got a few ideas flowing and form, most of the songs were already written. He called the experience a, vid- a very bitter pill to swallow, end quote. So, so he pe- recorded stuff like on GarageBand or whatever on his Apple or yeah. whatever that is and then just lost, lost it. it. And then he lost wow. all the ideas that he had and he just couldn't get them back, you know? So, I, I, mean, get, I get that. I get it. Yeah? Yeah. It's it's weird, but it's it's modern uh, sign of the times. Yeah, you know, like when do you guys do that kind of stuff? Like, do you have like pretty much? If you were to lose your phone right now, would you have creative stuff that is important to you just kind of gone forever? Well, I I can. Yeah, if I lost my laptop. Well, a laptop, but I'm I'm saying just basically an iPhone. Mm -hmm. I mean, a laptop's one thing. He didn't put it on a laptop. He just basically set his phone down, jammed out some riffs. Yeah. You know, and he had this phone full of riffs, right? And then he yeah. lost the phone. To me, that's not a really smart way. Uh, as a professional musician, no. if you're, you know, just mm-hmm. writing down riffs on your fucking phone and without you Without backing them up. Somewhere. Without backing them up? I mean, I am. Um, nowadays, know. I mean, it's clouds and. I, right? You know, iPhone with the cloud and all that. It's super oh, easy yeah. to back up and send to wherever you want. But I guess this was back in 2014, 2015. Yeah. So maybe it yeah. wasn't as. Yeah. 
as it is now. But if you're a super musician, you should just right? be able to come up with something to contribute to the like, album. Well, yeah, instead I can't of, even. Oh, uh, I, I can't even remember, man. I don't even know what you know, the riffs were. You know, and and but. the only reason and the only reason why I kind of get why he'd be a little bit devastated is because I had a similar circumstance. Like one of my kind of pastimes is is writing, and I, and and eventually I'm actually gonna write something that I continue with and I don't just like get bored with like, right. after a while. Yeah. But uh, I had actually written pretty much the majority of like an entire novel at one point, and what I was doing was I was writing it on a work computer on my lunch breaks. Oh, so right. For, so every hour I would take my lunch break and I would write an hour's worth just of material. Just what you had available. And this went on for about maybe three years, and I had a, li- a literal uh, novel written on this, like every, like it was awesome. And, um, and it was deleted. Like when I, I put in my two weeks notice for this job, and then it was deleted. Oh, wow. Like they they chose to delete all of my that same on that that same thing happened to me in my work man I, had I did it myself. commercials I recorded yeah. original commercials I produced segments from the garage the very first episodes of the garage yeah it was all on our company's hard drive uh, thing that was supposed to be super reliable and everything right and then it fucking crashes and yeah. it's, and it's erased forever oh and it's devastating like, we can't even give it back to you nope sorry all that stuff's on there lost yeah years years like three or four years of things that I'll never get back, you know? Now I know to to back up my stuff as much as possible. Yep, absolutely. That was one of the main things. I went to a technical college, and that was one of the main things that they taught us. File backup? Backup, backup, backup. Yep, backup, backup, backup. Especially if you're in that industry, right? Dude, I still, I'll be working on, you know, I do a lot of graphic design stuff and whatnot, and I'll sometimes work on shit for hours, and then I just realized, like, I was just kind of flowing. I never saved it. And right. then all of a sudden, yep. like, you know, my computer's down to a fucking 5% and it ends up dying. And then, you know, I'm yeah. just like, holy shit. And yep. Most of the time it'll auto-save, but there's a few times where I go, I, I try to get it back on and I've lost everything that I've done. You know? I know, man. Yeah. It sucks. Um, it's just Definitely. one of those things. So, like you said, a very big hello. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, So, fuck, get it together, Kurt, and fucking back up those riffs, you goof. Big time. Um, all right, so we've been listening to this Beck track in the background. This is his new track. I don't know. What do you guys think? Has you, have you been hearing a little bit of it here? I like it. I like the little bit of the It's produced band. by Pharrell Williams. Um, so it's definitely got kind of a pop sheen to it, but... I like it. It kind of has that, you know, that slide acoustic mm-hmm. guitar. It's got that kind of, that old school kind of Beck feel a little bit. Yeah, absolutely. I like this more than some of the previous new stuff that I've heard from Beck. So yeah, and that new track that he does with KG Elephant is actually pretty good. If you guys haven't heard it, it's called Night I'm Running. Check it out. Yeah, it's uh, it's pretty cool. Um, so anyway, his new album is called Hyperspace. And uh, it's going to be coming out. It uh, doesn't have a date. I'm not seeing. But he's got a tour with KG Elephant that's starting in July. Yeah. Uh, and so there you go. I personally like the work that he did with Bender. When, Bender? Yeah, when Bender's chest was ripped up. and <laughs> On, he did, on uh, Future Rock. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that was it. <laughs> and Bender like, became his... Yeah, Bender. Uh, it was like a wash, you know, washboard type thing. Oh, fucking Charles! All right, <laughs> look at ACDC is apparently going to be touring. This is a leaked, uh, apparently promotional photo as well as. Look at this screenshot. It's so it's kind of oh, you guys can't really see. It didn't translate very well. Oh yeah. Okay, but we can see that this somebody found on this secondary kind of ticketing touring website that ACDC 
uh, tour dates have leaked in uh, there's in Belgium and Germany and some of these other places hmm. we can't really see here too well. Um, but anyway, it's all just kind of like there's an ACDC tribute band up at the top, and then there's ACDC, and it's all put in by fans and or people in the industry. So it's oh. user. So it's almost kind of like a Wikipedia. So that's why people are questioning the legitimacy of it. I guess is the point. Uh, we don't know. It's just speculation at this point. Uh, the band has not confirmed them. They're just first, and uh, you know. So we don't know, but maybe it's happening. It would be kind of a surprise to me to be uh, ACDC hopping on a tour already. Supposedly they're in the studio recording this new album, mm-hmm. and I don't. You know, I mean, I guess they want to get out and play it, obviously, but. That would be kind of fast to me. Oh, it yeah. seems like w- without like a proper rollout and a promotional deal, uh, you know, all the shows in October and everything are already getting announced right now. So for them to be this kind of late, where it's already almost May, yeah, and they're just barely announcing these things, it sounds yeah. it seems kind of fishy. So I don't know. We'll see. Crow milk, of course, is the protein-based milk uh, dairy product made with the eggs of crows, which we all know the eggs of crows are some of the most fortified eggs in the bird kingdom. Charles, you know from harvesting crow's eggs uh, yourself. <laughs> oh, absolutely. The the fortification and benefits of these crow's eggs. Yeah. Sometimes you can just crack one open in your mouth and get the raw nutrients like oh, that. Yeah, yeah. But crow's milk does so much more. It, it not Helps only with inflammation. It, it, it not only harnesses yeah. the power of the crow egg, but it it <laughs> blends it up in dairy based product that is just uh, second to mm-hmm. none. You know, and it truly gives you that. It truly gives you that that scavenger chest. Like it, <laughs> it really it makes you. It you makes know. you have the mindset of a crow. You see those crows on the street where you're yeah. driving your car, <laughs> and they don't move out of the way. Yeah. Because they're fucking jacked up on crow milk. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and you could be the same way. You know, you could just have that I don't give a fuck mentality yeah. on crow milk. Yeah, exactly. Crow, yeah, crow milk. Drink it. <laughs> Drink it and, and be one with, with your own, um, with your karma. Harness the power of the crow. <laughs> Harness the power of the crow. Crow milk, so. Thank you, crow milk. Um, all right. Sammy Hagar. Sammy. You know he can't drive 55? No, he can't. He just, it's part of his DNA. Can't yeah. do it. I'm going to see him actually on sa- Saturday on 420. I'm going to see this show with uh, Sammy Hagar, um, Michael Anthony, Vic Johnson, and Jason Bonham. They're called The Circle. And uh, he's saying that he wants to open up for Van Halen, and he's got no ill will to the guys. Oh, okay. That's he's, cool. He says, quote, I absolutely want Ed, Al, David together to sit down and listen to my new fucking record. I tell you what. I would love this band to open for Van Halen. Eddie and those guys, they think they don't need Mike. Well, fuck it. He went on to say, quote, I love those guys. I don't want to be back in the band. I swear to God, I love this band right here. It's all good, but I would like to be friends. Oh, okay. Are um, they So they're not friends right now. Yeah. It's kind of a weird thing. I mean, George, you kind of know about that as well. Just throughout the years, the history of Van Halen is one of the fucking weirdest band histories, I think, like in rock and roll. Uh, <laughs> yeah, they, they, George. They, they have just a very strange history, and the whole deal is that everyone always says that Eddie is kind of the problem. He's the one that's like the main band leader guy. He's the dick. He wants it to be his way. That's why David Lee Roth left. That's why Michael Anthony left. That's why he got his son to play the bass parts for Michael Anthony instead of getting someone else. 
but I don't know. What do you think, George? Like, in terms of that, like, do you think it's all just always going to be always about Eddie and it's never going to stop? Or do you think he's going to finally kind of see that he's being, being a fucking dick, maybe, and and kind of realize, hey, we got all the band members right here. Maybe it's maybe I'm the problem. I don't know. Well, I, it's it's first of all, it's nice to see that he's remained sober. Uh, I know good that was point. One Eddie of his... Eddie did have a very bad alcohol problem yeah. for a long time that I think clouded his judgment on a lot of shit. So maybe he's seen the light now. But then again, even in his sobriety, it seems like they still want to exercise that control over, you know, over Van Halen, um, where they aren't willing to negotiate and they aren't willing to. Uh, admit maybe that they made mistakes or even right. to be as cool as Sammy Hagar and say, hey, I'd like to be friends. That's yeah. pretty cool, right? To just That's say, cool. I don't give a shit about all the bullshit, man. I just want to be friends. I'd like to even open up for you guys right. oh, and yeah. just be like, you know, yeah, be be cool about it. Why? That would be a really great way of pleasing the fans that, you know, that like both, uh, both camps. Yeah. I know, man. And wouldn't that be a tour that I think I would want to see? I think, you know, maybe you would want to see. Sure. That if they that. if they did all that with the original lineup like that, and then they had Sammy Hagar's The Circle open it up for them, that'd be a fucking cool show. It would yeah. be. That'd be a great time. So hopefully they can get it together, right? And uh, I don't know. That's pretty cool. Yeah. That, yeah. So absolutely. at least he's reaching out the olive branch and being cool about right. it and kind of just saying, hey, guys, you know, I just want to be friends. So hopefully well, they figure it out. Didn't a... Um, I, I swear to God, at one point during this show, Sammy Hagar actually stopped by. And, uh, he did and said a few things. He did. Uh, you know, it was one of those things. Oh, that. I think I think he's here. Is actually, he here? Yeah, I think he's here. You know, Sammy, what what do you think about uh, uh what do you think there about this is. whole Eddie Van Halen thing? Because well, uh, man, you know, it's like you know, I was sitting at a bus stop. You know, I, I swear, to God, Muddy Waters was there, man. I was sitting at a bus stop with Muddy Waters. I was smoking a cigarette. He had a bag of chips, man. And I said, Muddy Water, what are you doing with that bag of chips, man? And he's like, hey, man, you know, it's all life is like a bag of chips, man. <laughs> Once you pop, you just can't stop. And I swear, oh, man. Sammy. I went, I went down to Cabo Wabo the next day. I started Beach Bum Tequila, and look at me now. And then I told that to, to David Lee Roth, and he looked at me like I was crazy. Woo. So... And that's it for me. I'm out of here. Sammy, Sammy, Woo! Sammy, can you drive 55? Wow. And oh, good. Hey, there he goes. Gone. There he goes. He was just, bye. you know, in and out. He's a busy man. He's got to play a show tomorrow. And so thanks, it, Sammy. It is a Friday uh, in Merced, California. And Sammy Hagar <laughs> stopped by to say hello. Wow. So yeah, there you go. Straight that. from the horse's mouth. That was a great story. You know how to open up. Kind of went guy. nowhere. Didn't really have a point, but that was a, it was a good story. <laughs> that's, Sammy's, that's Sammy's life. Man. You know? uh, <laughs> all right. Howard Stern apparently going to retire next year. Oh, thank you, Jesus. <laughs> well, I know. it's He's one of those polarizing kind of guys. You either love him or you hate him or you don't give a shit. Um, kind of like in the don't, don't give a shit camp. Right, Me too. To be honest, I didn't even know he was still relevant. Is he? <laughs> he's yeah. still, well, he's on XM. He's a, that's probably oh, okay. why no one hear, yeah. hears him because you have to subscribe mm. to fucking hear the guy. Yeah. And that's, to me, in this day and age, that's kind of a, I don't know. Have you ever really listened to the Howard Stern show, though? Have you, have you guys ever? No, I was no? never a major fan. I honestly, I can't say that I listened to a full episode ever. It's super fucking boring. Life. Yeah, it's super boring. I'm it's, not. I mean, I heard some of the bits, like some of the stuff they do, like the prank calls and stuff. 
it's it's pretty funny. But it's like any show could do that. Yeah. You know, it's like every show in New York yeah, uh, does a bunch of prank calls, and it's like who gives a shit, right? Yeah. I don't know. You know he, cars now are coming with Wi-Fi built in and streaming things. Is like XM? You guys think is still going to be around in a while? No. You think that's one of those things? I don't know. Probably around? not. I don't know. Podcasts are where it's at, man. <laughs> yeah. Podcast, yeah. but I mean, I do think that satellite radio definitely does have a place in terms of uh, reliability. It's almost like having a GPS, you know, in some ways that uh, the reliability of it and yeah. convenience—it's you know—it's attractive to people. Yeah, um, I think it'll definitely always—you know—I don't know if always be there, but it w- it will be around for a while, I imagine. All right, check this out. Drop in price, probably. You know? Oh, it's definitely going to have to because people aren't going to pay. Twenty fifteen dollars a month to listen to there's no way dinosaurs like Howard Stern I, talk yeah. about fucking women and tits and dumb shit. You yeah, know? I'd rather punch myself in the balls every um. day. He um <laughs> he his his I mean he doesn't have any cool uh, sponsors like Cruel Reserve or Ball I know Jack right or he needs know, to get it together. Yeah, or we, Rose Milk. He doesn't have any of that. None of that. Yeah. Uh, all right, let's move on. On this day in music history trivia, on this day April nineteenth. In 1980, take yourselves oh, back. Nice. This song hit number one on the Billboard charts on this day in 1980, which is actually a song written about a prostitute. Was it A, Call Me by Blondie, B, 8675309 Jenny by Tommy Two Tone, nice. or C, Edge of 17 by Fleetwood Mac? <clears throat> Aaron, you go first. What do you think? I don't know. Tommy two-tone got me thinking of uh, Tommy three-tone. Scoot up to the mic a little bit or move the mic a little bit. Tommy, Tommy three-tone! Tommy That's three-tone? right! Tommy three-tone! Yeah, Tommy three-tone. Uh, didn't Tommy three-tone... Tommy three-tone? Didn't yeah. Tommy three-tone have the story about the guy that slid down the roof? Yeah, what was that, uh, Tommy? Tommy, uh, that, that story, that guy. Uh, you remember he went down, he stole a loaf of bread, right? Something like that. I don't know. That Tommy Three Tone. Tommy, Tommy Three Tone went down, stole a loaf of bread from the local that panaderia. Was, that was uh, that was Tommy Three. Yeah, that he was he awesome. pulled out his pocket knife, his switchblade. Some guy tried to get smart. That's tried to right. dropped a dropped a bottle of milk out yeah. on the doorstep. Yeah. Tommy Three Tone pulled <laughs> out the switchblade, said, "Listen here, see, I got this fucking loaf of bread. You're gonna clean that fucking milk up right now." That's right. I'm gonna I'm gonna fucking. Make a sandwich out of you and fill Tommy. this fill this bread with it right now. <laughs> Tommy Three Tone, Tommy Three Tone. I he was that. a tough guy. He was a tough guy, wow. and he made a brief appearance here on the show, and then he just left. Yeah. Sometimes he comes back to tell his tales. <laughs> how yeah. did he? How did he lose those toes to become Tommy? Tommy. Three oh, you don't want to know that, Aaron. He's a, know he's that a friend story. of yours. Like what? No, I mean. Uh, I think he likes wearing a three a three tone three piece suit. That's oh, tone, not toes. Yeah, three Tommy tone. three tone. Yeah, yeah. all right. Because Tommy two tone ripped I mean, Tommy three tone off. Tommy three tone was the original. He yeah. used to go around with a three tone suit. Yeah, I see. basically his three tones were it was just always black and white, and the third tone was red from the fucking blood. <laughs> oh, there you go. Nice from him cutting off Tommy three toeses. <laughs> <laughs> that pocket two knife, toes. you know, yeah. he take that switchblade out so, before you know it. Nice his nickname. Uh, as far as what I know, that's when it became Tommy <laughs> Three Tone because it was just always his black and white suit with red all over it. <laughs> oh, nice! <laughs> you know, it's a great story. It's part of his daily, uh, his, his daily colors. Reminds, reminds me of a newspaper. <laughs> <laughs> Hit a Tommy gun in his jacket. Tommy gun. <laughs> These, they weren't even uh, practical in the 80s, but no. he still did it. He no. had a Tommy gun. He used to carry it around. Good job. 
Tommy um, Three Tone. All right. So going. is that what you're going with? You going with Tommy Two Tone or what? Nah. what? What do you think? Shit, this is a toss up. I'll go with Fleetwood Mac. Edge of Seventeen. Song about a prostitute. Nineteen eighty. On this day, call me by Blondie. Eight six seven five three zero nine by Tommy Two Tone. Edge of Seventeen by Fleetwood Mac. You're going with Fleetwood Mac. Charles, what do you think? Um, I'm gonna go with Fleetwood Mac because Edge of Seventeen sounds like a prostitute. <laughs> <laughs> well, when you put it that way, yeah. it does. That's a very it convincing does. argument. Barely legal. What do you think, George? Uh, well, I think uh, I'm gonna go with Blondie. Blondie? Any yeah. reason? You do you know? Well, I I mean, I was in fifth grade in 1980, and. I think C is a trick because Edge of Seventeen is actually a Stevie Nicks song. Uh, damn it! God damn it! Well, and, uh, damn it! Damn. Yep, check it oh, out. Oh, there we go. There we go. Blondie's uh, "Call Me," a song about a prostitute, written for the film American Gigolo, hits number one in America on this day, 9, April nineteenth, nineteen eighty. Cell phones back then shouldn't have been a page me. I know, right? <laughs> They didn't, no, have they didn't have pagers either. They didn't oh, have no pagers, pagers in the 80s. Then? I don't think that early. Yeah. Oh, was that 90s? Yeah. Dang. Okay. Uh, Tommy Two-Tone, it's funny. It's actually, he talked about that song, It's the Jenny one, real quick. The guitarist guy, Jenny. Alex Call, or no, excuse me, the co-writer, Alex Call, he says, this is the, the, the story behind Tommy Two-Tone's 8675309. He says, quote, Despite all the mythology to the contrary, I actually just came up with the Jenny and the telephone number and the music and all that just sitting in my backyard. There was no Jenny. I don't know where the number came from. I was just trying to write a four-chord rock song, and it just kind of came out. This was back in 1981 when I wrote it, and I had a little time, a little squirrel-powered four-track in this industrial yard in California, and went up there and made a tape of it. I had the guitar lick. I I had the name and number. I didn't know what the song was about. This buddy of mine, Jim Keller, who's the co-writer, was the lead guitar player in Tommy Two-Tone. He stopped by that afternoon, and he said, Al, it's a girl's number on a bathroom wall, and we had a good laugh. I said, yeah, that's exactly right. That's exactly what it is. You know whose number it was, right? (laughs) Jesse's girl's. (laughs) <laughs> you know, it was wow. Jesse Gould. It ties in. I didn't know. Yeah. It comes around full circle. Who Absolutely. knew? Absolutely. Squirrel powered. Yeah. <laughs> I wish that I had Jesse's girl. Good point, right? Squirrel powered. Do you know what's funny? Jesse's girl, when you, if you ever listen to the lyric, he's talking about like his best friend's like girl. And that's really he's fucked like, yeah, up. I wanted to fuck yeah, my exactly. girl. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna write a song about it. Yeah. And I'm probably the only her. the only rock song ever written that uses the word moot. Oh, mood, <laughs> mood. <laughs> what what lyric is that? Uh, feels so funny when she starts talking cute. Wanna tell her that I love her, but the point is probably moot. Oh, oh moot. Yeah. yeah, moot. Nice, nice, go. moot. Good, nice. Uh, yeah, he's like, they look at you, look at her sitting across from me in the room at the Super Bowl party last <laughs> Sunday. Really wanted to take off her clothes. Don't look at her and I really wish I had Jesse's girl. And it's like Jesse's sitting there going, yo, what the fuck? <laughs> what the fuck, Tommy? Uh, good stuff, right? Yar, you hear that? That's the sound of Mother Nature. She's an uncompromising beast. Think about it. What was the largest mammal in the history of this earth? The blue whale. What did they eat to become the largest beasts on the planet? Krill. That's right. We've harnessed the power of the wild and mysterious krill in our new triple baleen filtered krill reserve lager. We filter our beer in a revolutionary baleen strainer, imitating the way blue whales would eat and process their krill. Yar, this is the same process filters and extracts all of the seaworthy nutrients your body needs 
We only harvest the most wild and exotic krill from one of the most deadly seas on the planet, the Black Sea. Yar! So whether you're fishing for barnacles, sailing the seven seas of cheese, or disposing of unwanted trash or bodies in your nearest lake, yar, you need an uncompromising lager made of the same nutrients that fuel the beasts of the sea. Krill Reserve Lager. Triple baleen filtered for maximum krill potency. It's not just delicious, it's krillicious. Yar. All right, double trivia. One more trivia question, guys. That's a moot point. On this day in 2002, this artist passes away. On this day in April, or excuse me, in 2002, April 19th, was it A, John Entwistle, the bass player from The Who, <laughs> Lane Staley, uh, lead singer of Alice in Chains, or Joe Strummer, uh, guitarist, singer from The Clash? All of these guys died in 2002, so... Is Whistle straight from Lord of the Rings? <laughs> Did he have his name changed to Whistle? He's very mm. English, right? Very English. Mm, go with B. Lane Staley? I agree, mm-hmm. B. Okay. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna go with Lane Staley as well. I'm, I, I, that was, r- that was right after, I think right after that last album was released. Yep, you guys are right. Lane Staley. Oh, cool. Um, the he was discovered dead in his Seattle apartment after police break down his door to investigate reports that he's missing, whose addictions led him to cut off contact with friends and family. passed passed away actually on April fifth of drug oh. overdose. He was thirty four, so uh, mm-hmm. that's actually when they found his body. So I actually kind of had that question a little bit wrong, but uh, I still I anyway. still listen to Acoustic Nutshell probably once. A oh month. man, that song is it always gives me chills. Oh, big time, good stuff. Um. All right, checking out real quick with Sports Minute. Tiger Woods won his Masters. Back and did you guys see any of the footage? It was kind of impressive. Um, no. He won his first Masters since 2005 and his first major since 2008. It's been 14 years. He's had a fucking crazy kind of roller coaster up and down. He was addicted to painkillers. Porn stars. Porn stars, <laughs> yep. sex scandal, divorce, four back surgeries. Um, yeah. A DUI arrest caused by painkillers he was abusing. He looks bet now back on track to make a run at the golfing uh, legends record for Jack Nicholson, or excuse me, Jack Nicholas. He did it at 46 in 1986. <laughs> um, Jack Nicholas became the oldest to win the green jacket uh, with his fifth Masters. So he's trying to beat that record. So. What was Happy Gilmore's jacket? It was a gold jacket. Gold jacket, it? green jacket. Who gives a shit? It was a gold jacket. It was a green jacket. It was gold. Take off your pants and jacket. Oh, yeah. <laughs> right? Uh, this was kind of crazy. Um, I don't know if you saw this footage. Probably not because I'm not like a wrestling fan or anything. But I thought it was kind of a dick move of this guy to fucking do it. Wait, um, wait, wait. But every every time we do a podcast, right afterwards, we go to the room next door and we all wrestle. <laughs> the, oh, yeah. I, I forgot. thought you were a wrestling this is fan. You got our luchador, <laughs> luchador masks. This is true. I, I did forget about that. Um, but, no, check this out. So, I guess um, the WWE does, like, their Hall of Fame stuff every year where they induct uh, the old school legendary wrestlers every year. And uh, so they did this one this weekend with um, Bret Hart, and he had his wife, Natalia, up there, and they were, like, doing the um, ceremony, kind of, he was about to, like, start talking, and I'm going to play the video here for you guys, let's see if I can play it, and this guy comes up, he's wearing a Rastafarian hat, one of those, like, um, 
had the Rasta fake, hats. Yeah, the fake dreads in it. Yeah. And he comes up, he run, rushes the stage and tackles him. Just tackles him. And his what? wife, too. Like, his wife was standing right next to him. There she is. She's. They're helping her up. They help him up. And then, like, what, what's really funny this entire time, the crowd is just, like, Thinking saying, like, like, fuck him up. Like, beat his ass, you know? And all these guys, all these wrestlers that were there, they come in and get their little shots. Look at, like, that guy in the fucking jacket there. He's, like fucking punching him right in the face like you can't really see it on the audio or video quality the guy that rushed him okay so all these wrestlers now are coming around and they're escorting this guy and they're like fucking getting little fucking see gets a couple more shots into him right there and uh they're just like kind of messing him up some random dude it looked like some like teenage kid that just came up there a young 20 year old kid that trying to make a wrestling name for himself i wonder if he got paid or something like if it was some kind of stunt or something i don't know man it was was just what's his face vince mcmahon or whatever very unusual (laughs) you know it was just like what the fuck why would you even do that the dude's like an old guy his lady standing next to him yeah like why would you even do that right yeah that's anyway all right check this out movie (laughs) tv and entertainment news look at this photo guys oh guy i thought they were twins shit look at uh who are we looking at guys guy ferrari and fucking sammy why would why would maynard be associated with guy fieri (laughs) and sammy hagar and sammy hagar all right so here's the deal tools maynard james keenan to appear alongside guy fieri and sammy hagar's new show it's called rock and roll road trip oh it's on axs tv like the same size and everything Uh, apparently, it's going Long to feature friends. other episodes with like Willie Nelson, Cheech and Chong, Motley Crue's Vince Neil, Doors legend Robbie Krieger, and others. Huh. So, so it's a new show from Sammy Hagar and goes down and does stuff with all these uh, musicians. So these guys are going to appear. For Guy Fieri? Or? No, it's not just Guy Fieri. I think Guy Fieri's just in this episode for some reason. Yeah. Um, maybe because they go somewhere to eat. I don't know. He's an interesting guy. Uh, but it's going to air Fieri. July 7th. Um, so there you go. Have you guys seen the new Star Wars trailer? Yes. Yep. yep. What'd you guys think? I think it looks good. Yeah? Mm-hmm. Yeah. What'd you think, I'm on George? board. Yeah? Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought it was pretty damn good, too. Um, so, I mean, I guess that's a consensus. We're all uh, excited about it. It looks really good. Can't wait. I uh, thought it was really interesting that uh, George Lucas said that his favorite character was Jar Jar, though. <laughs> did you guys read <laughs> little, that? Little known fact. Yeah, did you guys read that? He actually, he actually that. did say yeah, that. He said his, his favorite character was Jar Jar. And um, remember when we talked about that here on the show, how... The guy who played Jar Jar actually, for a point, was contemplating suicide. suicide yeah, because so many people hated Jar Jar. Yeah, yeah. And I personally think Jar Jar is the most annoying character <laughs> in any movie franchise. He's just annoying. Like, yeah, I know. And it, wouldn't that be horrible to be that character in real life and just have to kind of have that burden on your shoulders? He's like, the yeah. scrappy do <laughs> of yeah. that franchise. He is scrappy do. He is he scrappy do. Scrappy. He should have his own. Yeah. You should. Should be the, the star shimp. of his own cartoon. The, you know? the Jar Jar, the Shimp of the yeah. Star yeah. Wars universe. The beast. Yeah, what was his species called? The, Anybody the, know? I don't know. I don't remember that. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, but anyway, the Binks. The Binks. Game of Thrones uh, premiere. Did anyone? Uh, did oh, you get? Did I you guys it. see it? I loved uh, it. Yeah, Charles, mm-hmm. uh, George, not yep. not I've into never, Game of Thrones. Seen never it. seen it. No, oh, okay. I hear it's great. It is. It's a good show. It's yeah. a cool show. There's too much to watch. I know, right? And it's well, where it's already on its eighth season. So wow. that it's going to gonna catch be, up. It's going to end. You can always. So now you can catch up, up after the eighth season no, ends. Yeah. You can watch ending. it after that. I will. Because I'm probably going to get the. Uh, I'm going to get the box set when it comes out. There's going to be a, a dope box set, I'm sure, that'll have all eight seasons in it. 
I loved it. I gotta get it. I loved it so much, I'm gonna give a huge spoiler right now on this podcast, and that's Jon Snow dies a horrible death <laughs> at the hands of Sansa, who uh, who decides that she wants to become a White Walker. Wow. And, uh, and destroys Jon Snow with her bare hands. That is absolutely not true. Absolutely. But she does drink a bottle of crow milk after all of that. Oh, shit. Three-head raven milk is what it was, oh. I think, in the <laughs> it's yeah, that raven milk. Yeah. But, It was uh, the crow's milk, the three-eyed raven, yeah, uh, right. a special mixture of crow's yeah. milk. That's well, because right. it was a show, they couldn't. It was basically was Crow Milk, but they couldn't use the name on the show. Yeah, and well, Crow, no, Crow's Milk sponsored Game issues, of Thrones, you know? I think, in season three. Oh, oh do they? Four. Wow. Counting yeah. Crow's Milk. <laughs> yeah. yeah, they use it on tour. Yes. Yeah, it helps them get that Mister Jones feeling every night. Yeah. Know? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Black Crow's Milk. <laughs> That's thank right. You, thank you, Crow's Milk. Cheryl oh. Crow's Milk. Thank you for your contribution to one. I know. Of the, we love them. Biggest love hits. They're great guys. TV history. All right, check this out. Look at this $25,000 fucking guitar. You got to be kidding me. Fender unveils these new Game of Thrones guitars. Oh, wow. Look at this House Lannister Jaguar guitar, which is has 24 karat gold leaf and all this shit. 30000 bucks. Yeah. Who the fuck hmm. is buying this? Uh, Kirk Hammett. <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. That's uh, crazy. Look at oh, this one. I like that telly. Yeah, it does look cool, but not for $25,000. Yeah. I like that. That's the Stark uh, emblem right there. Yeah. I like that. And then that. look at this one's got some kind of like dragon scale type of deal. Yeah. I think the, the Stark one was a wolf. This one's a dragon. Yep, that's a dragon, wolf, and then that's uh, the Lannister's lion. Oh, yeah. There with you the go. gold. Uh, so yeah, well, Lannisters always you got an extra debts. thirty grand to you know throw around. Darren, do you watch Game of Thrones? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, I thought I thought we had talked about that. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, world news, sadly crazy uh, stuff with Notre Dame, man. Look at these photos oh, from man. the Notre Dame Cathedral uh, went up in flames on Monday. Hope the hunchback is all right. I, I know. know he probably is. He probably had those candles burning all night. You know why? Set off the you know the drapes. Yeah. You know, they, wait, wait, well, um, yeah, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> no. I know I can't, I can't, I can't breach into sacrilege. You know, I make all kinds of bad jokes here, but sacrilegious. <laughs> Maybe Those I'm going to have to put a right? stop to because I'm going to like, yeah, a bunch of our audience members are going to be like, you know what, this show. It's <laughs> just podcast. Uh, it is bad, uh, but not all was lost. The windows of the 12th and 13th century of the rosettes were sparred by the flames. They're some of the most beautiful uh, stained glass parts of the cathedral that didn't get burned. So they've already got a ton of money, over $700 million to rebuild it. But wow. a side note that I wanted to mention that many users on social media pointed out that uh, they've worked to raise awareness about three historic Louisiana churches that were burned last year. A lot of them actually were burned for like racist and bullshit, stupid things, right? Yeah. They haven't received very much funding at all. So um, celebrities like Mark Ruffalo, Mandy Moore, Busy Phillips, Megyn Kelly, Kristen Davis, Seth Meyers, even Hillary Clinton, and other high-profile figures have joined to uh, donate to those churches as well. So if you're thinking about donating, I know Notre Dame is a very symbolic and old church, you know, but also some of our local ones could use some help as well. So definitely think about that. There was some news today, too, about uh, somebody walk walking through another church with the gas cans and uh oh yeah that that's one? right yeah and i heard there was a guy that was, was uh another... caught with a gas can he said he was out of gas and then they looked at his car and they found that it did have gas in it 
Yeah. And he was a known, like, transient weirdo guy in the area. Yeah, it was in uh, New York New at St. Patrick's Cathedral or That's something weird. like yeah. that. And, yeah, so fucking crazy, man, you know? Mm-hmm. Stuff like this gives, like, weirdos an idea, you know? Absolutely. Well, let's move on to some other news real quick. Jeopardy champion breaks his own record. Did you guys see how much this guy won this week? He no. won 110 or excuse me, $131,000 in one night on Jeopardy. Wow. He broke the record. Is which a new guy? Or is that what yeah, this is a guy. His name is, where's his name? Uh, 34-year-old Jeopardy champion uh, bro, uh, who's now won for 10 days in a row. His name's James Halsauer. Professional sports gambler. Wow. Yeah, he's a professional sports gambler. He won $131,000 during, um, I think it was... Wednesday's show. What did he answer every single question? And he bet huge he bet at the end, know. and he got like sixty grand or somewhere around there for his total, and then he bet it all. Oh, that's that. And is he that doubled like it. A record for the show. Yeah, it is, and it's it's his own record and the show's record because the previous record was one hundred and ten thousand dollars. Wow. He won that one too on April 9th. Before his run, the previous episode record was $77,000 set by Roger Craig way back in 2010. It's been the first time since then in nine years that he's broken that record. Isn't that nuts? That is nuts. $131,000 in one night. Yeah, that's crazy. His grand total was something like uh, close to seven hundred grand for his run on Jeopardy, which was just amazing. That's that's crazy. Sad news to report. In memoriam this week, gets dead at 71. He was the one who did Freeze Frame, Love Stinks, fucking cool-ass song. Oh, no way. You remember that one yeah. from uh, The Wedding Singer? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. big time. And, you know, he had some legendary tracks. Passed away at the age of 71, found dead at his home. So when they say found dead at his home, it always, that sucks, right? Like, yeah. Something must have happened that's kind of, I don't want to say suspicious, but maybe, right? You got to wonder if it was um, negligence, uh, drug use. Uh, overdosing you never, you never know with now. pills, you know, right? Yeah. Before like, somebody could assume that it was natural causes, and then so many artists have died from fentanyl overdoses and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, I would have never thought that I would have heard that Tom Petty had overdosed on yeah. anything, you know. But that's the world we live in these days with yeah. painkillers and shit, right? So, Sadly, um, yeah. It's well, it says died of natural causes. So the preliminary investigation. So yeah. maybe he just had a heart attack. No one was home. He died sucks. of natural causes, like i.e., his wife stabbed him in the chest <laughs> well, fifteen times. Well, come on, James. in a natural way, <laughs> out uh, in nature somewhere. Yeah, she used organic daggers. Organic daggers. <laughs> <laughs> new organic daggers. Exactly. Uh, oh, that's the new sponsor. <laughs> that's a, organic that's daggers. A, organic daggers. <laughs> like a uh, curated organic daggers. Would you like to kill someone of natural causes? When you're about to saddle up and tread that rusty terrain, you need a brand of drink you can rely on. And when you reach across to grab that drink from your compadre on that dusty trail, it's better be something that's made from the heart. And when you open up that mix of taurine and tiger's tears, know that Balljack is there with you. Hell yeah! America. Balljack has been disputedly bringing its tasty, energizing mix to the mouths of dusty trailblazers like you since 1863. You're goddamn right! Don't leave your dusty trailmate hanging. Reach over and grab his Balljack. He's waiting for you to quench that dusty trailblazing thirst with his ball jack. Woo! Ball Great. jack. 
the drink of dusty trailblazers. Reach for it today. Dude, okay, have you guys heard? Okay, on Weekly What the Fuck this week, a Florida man was killed by a cassowary, the world's most dangerous bird. Have Whoa. you guys seen one of these things? No. All right, so I'm going to open this um, video up, and hopefully it'll load. Uh, it's a crazy-looking bird, man. It looks like um, some kind of prehistoric bird. Like um, It's like almost like an emu, uh, very similar to an emu. Um it's got these huge legs and then this kind of uh, frame that almost looks like um, an ostrich on yeah. the top, kind of. But I think he's got some kind of crazy... Um, Even ostriches are, are kind of well. scary for me. Okay, so check this guy out. This is a cassowary. This isn't the one that killed the guy. This is just a regular one. A, a guy came encounter with it and he like froze on the trail because he knows how dangerous they are. And this is in Melbourne, Australia. And this guy kind of just filmed it there. Just a quick thing. I just want to let you know what the cassowary was. But just kind of a crazy thing, right? Oh, and yeah. This, it looks pretty, um, looks pretty menacing. Apparently his talons, like the talons on those feet of that thing, yeah. are like fucking nuts. It looks like a cross between like a turkey and a velociraptor. <laughs> I know, right? That is nuts. Have you heard of these things, Aaron? It's called a cassowary. I just saw that the other day, yeah. Okay, Sorry, so get back in the room. no, yeah, uh, but this dude was killed by him. Apparently, I they're saw that. they're yeah, saying so that this guy was breeding him. Maybe. Okay. Yeah, I was looking him up, and it's say they got like they can hide like a five, four or five inch talon or something. Right. Or what? They have like a, a dagger like claws. They say cassowaries, which are native to Australia and New Guinea, can be almost six feet tall and weigh up to 120 pounds. Some exotic animal collectors seek them out, and this guy may have been breeding them. Daggers like claws. So, yeah, it's the world's most dangerous bird. Crazy, Organic man. daggers. <laughs> Organic claws. Uh, man jumps out of a jet at Phoenix Airport. It was really weird. He had Apparently, he was on a jet, touched several sa- passengers' faces, and sprayed them with an unknown substance before he opened a service door and jumped out. He fell about 10 feet and suffered minor injuries. But what do you think he sprayed on them? They don't even Wait, say they what. were only 10 feet off the ground at that point? Yeah, they, they hadn't taken off yet. They were on the plane oh. ready to take off, you know, and he just jumps out. He sprays a bunch of people with something and jumps out the service door. Did they find I did him? that one time. People were fine. There did was nothing. Him? Well, yeah, they arrested him. Well, they probably mm. tested that substance and figured it out, right? Yeah, it says sure. charges are pending against the man who was not identified, and they don't know what the substance was, I guess. I don't know. Crazy. Even if it's water, that's Cruiser. still assault. Yeah, right? Oh, it's fucking crazy. I love yeah. that sound. Uh, check this out. Look at this rod in this guy's head. Look at it went through his oh, wow. fucking head. Oh, yeah. This 21-year-old construction worker in Balagat, India, miraculously survived. He was uh, An iron rod pierced his skull. He fell down while doing repairs, and that's when the rod pierced his skull Ooh. in the right temporal region of his brain. Yeah. And they were able to remove it, though, and... He was able to look at him. I mean, he just looks totally normal. That was a rebar. Yeah, that was a guy that a construction worker that happened to in Truckee in the early two thousands. Where yeah, he was on a he was on a like an idiot. He had taken an A frame ladder and leaned it up against the side of something without locking it in place. And he was also drilling with this eighteen inch long drill. Wow! And he fell from the ladder, and because of his training, is to throw the drill. He threw the drill, but he landed on the still running drill. And it went oh. through his, br- it went through his skull, and you could actually see the X. 
because it was moving, it was in motion, it pushed his brain over like egg yolk. And so to get it out, they had to put it in reverse. Oh, my God. And pull God, it. Dude. Yeah, the, it's a, and was listeners. He, was he like. Eat eggs. Was he, little, <laughs> was he different after that? No, he was fine. Really? Yeah, he lost the eye. You know. Wow. Oh. Mm-hmm. Nuts, man. Absolutely. Uh, all right. On what else? On we got a lot of weekly what the fuck this, this week. Um, man sues parents for throwing out adult movie collection. I heard about this. Mom, <laughs> you threw away my porn. Yeah, he's a, he's a forty-year-old guy. He's suing his parents. Forty-year-old virgin. <laughs> he moved out ten months later, and his parents delivered his things to his new home in Muncie, Indiana, except for his twelve boxes of adult movies and magazines. They got rid of his collection. The man filed a complaint saying that they're worth $87,000. What? Well, it's triple damages, so I guess 29000 initially, and tri- he's suing for triple damages. Oh, I, I had see. the first Dirk Diggler clip ever. Yeah, I know Dirk Diggler. <laughs> $29,000, I mean... I mean, I know porn is expensive. Those things are like a hundred and something bucks sometimes for those what, tapes. What, what is he? What is he going to do? Why, like, why not? There's so many streaming sites. Why? Why would you still pop a? <laughs> why would you still pop a DVD or a VHS? I don't know. And, I don't know. He's, he's going to be he's, worth he's old money school. someday. He's old school. He's yeah. like it's like vinyl. He yeah. likes the hard happy. Yeah. <laughs> Never mind. Tangible, they all stick together. Uh, Likes yeah. the popping and the crackling of the film. You know? Oh, yeah, exactly. He likes to press <laughs> rewind. Same same reason people want vinyl, right? Yeah. yeah. You know? Yeah, exactly. Well, with vinyl, you don't listen to it for a minute and 30 seconds. And, <laughs> and then turn it and off. Then, yeah, and then sit there and be in shame for the uh, next hour. Oh, uh, good shit. <laughs> All right, well, apparently if you're a cannabis user, you need 220% more anesthesia when you go to the hospital to undergo surgery. Dope. Literally, <laughs> they're fa- finding this out in Colorado with patients that uh, that the normal dose of anesthesia was less effective in those who consume marijuana on a weekly or daily basis. Mm. They're trying to figure out why, mm. but I mean, obviously, it's because they're in a state of kind of. Damn, if I ever get some surgery, I'm going to be honest with my doctor. This. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you will. Want to wake up in the middle of some shit? Oh yeah. Ah! Yeah, exactly. You'd be like, yo, what the fuck, Lorenz, going on with my life? I'm going to need an life? extra couple dosages. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, all right. One of the last uh, things of the night. Restaurant claims their Prego pizza sends expecting women into labor. Oh. So way back in 1981, a huge pregnant woman came into this uh, pizza place. And de- jack on it. <laughs> and demanded a pizza <laughs> that would make her overdue baby come out. And the manager made her a pie with just about every topping in the house. Everything on it, right? The whole thing weighed more than four pounds. After eating the pizza, the women, the woman's water broke as soon as she got home. Mm-hmm. Since then, there's been more than 150 documented success stories. This with, ought to do it. With up to 10 pregnant women coming into the restaurant every night. Dang. That's, That's what they interesting. say. Yeah. That is interesting. Prego pizza. So Prego pizza. I'll take uh, an extra large conception. <laughs> <laughs> Have you guys been extra to Extra immaculate. Uh, a wedding where just like the food is just like absolutely horrible. So check yeah. out this <laughs> this wedding catering here that this part this person uh, posted on social media. They had cheese slices. These they're like American cheese slices. What? Yeah. Uh, oranges that he's like. <laughs> Why did they cut these oranges into thirds? Like it's so weird to cut them into. <laughs> and they still had the tags on the oranges and like little fucking this, shitty cakes. This in a trailer park wedding. <laughs> yeah. 
And he, they said they left out a massive pile of napkins that haven't even been folded. Here you go. Just clean yourselves up. I know. <laughs> it's like a Little League baseball scenario. That's what somebody like, said. It was like a, a fucking kids, kids party. party. Oh, yeah. This? I saw this. It's All like, right. It's like Donald Trump hosting the... Uh, like some sort of basketball. <laughs> yeah. like, this food, right? That's all your favorite food, this right? This is all what we want to eat, You right? guys like craft cheese? <laughs> all right, check this out, guys. Carl's Jr. is going to be the first major fast food chain to debut a cannabis-infused burger this week on 420. Yes. Here's a picture of the burger. It's called the Rocky Mountain High Cheeseburger Delight. It will be topped with CBD-infused Santa Fe sauce and sold at only one location in Denver for a single day. Oh, it will man. cost four hundred or four hundred four dollars and twenty cents. If the burger <laughs> sells well, Carl's Jr. may consider expanding the test and selling CBD-infused burgers at more locations. Uh, so that's kind of cool, right? Yeah, that's like, interesting. Wow. Carl's Jr. always on the cutting edge of that. Yeah. Shit, I mean, right? it's just CBD, so it's not yeah. like yeah, it's you not like you're gonna get high. Yeah. But uh, still, pretty cool. Uh, that does it for us this weekend. Make sure you guys, if you haven't, uh, if you're hearing this in time and you haven't heard our episode of the Garage Rock Show on 105.7 FM, we have a special 420 episode that we're doing on uh, April 20th on Saturday at 6 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, featuring a lot of really cool tracks. I'm going to be actually playing Pink Floyd's uh, second side of the album, Metal, in its entirety. It's a Yo. track called Echoes. It's 23 minutes long. It's a really cool track. I'll be playing that along with like Tom Petty, Johnny Cash, uh, even Cypress Hill, Bob Marley. Lots of really cool tracks. So make sure you guys tune in. 6 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. You can stream it at 1057thebear.com, wherever you're at. And we'll see you guys next week. Have a good one. Peace. Bye. Later, <laughs> what was that? <laughs> By accessing this podcast, you acknowledge that the entire contents and the design of this podcast are property of the Garage Rock Show or used by TGRS with permission and are protected under U.S. and international copyright and trademark laws. The information, opinions, and recommendations presented in this podcast are for general information only, and any reliance on the information provided in this podcast is done at your own risk. This podcast should not be considered professional advice. The third-party materials or content of any third-party site referenced in this podcast do not necessarily reflect the opinions, standards, or policies of the Garage Rock Show. TGRS assumes no responsibility or liability for the accuracy or completeness of the content contained in third-party materials or on third-party sites referenced in this podcast or the compliance with applicable laws of such materials and or links referenced herein. This disclaimer is posted in full at thegaragerockshow.com.